Buongiorno Bianco Neri, welcome back to the All UV Cast channel and we have a victory to discuss. It is 1-0 against Freiburg. Is it going to be enough or not? We will wait and see, but Juventus dominated this match and some of us can't help to feel that there should be more to show for it. We're going to recap the news, we're going to tackle this game and get into all the aftermath and storylines that lead us into the weekend against Sampdoria. I have Anthony and I have Omar uh, joining me. Fellas, how are you doing? Omar, beautiful hat there, sir. Yeah, yeah, we have a holiday similar to Halloween for all us Jewish people. So celebrating as we should. Fantastic, fantastic. And then he's going to go get yeah. wasted in about two hours. <laughs> no, no, later. Like there you five go. Hours. There you go. All right. Oh, Housekeeping out of the way. Everybody, if you choose to support uh, the show, I've got the Principino uh, sweater on. Uh, Anthony's rocking Egobi hoodie there. All merchandise is discounted right now at 20% off in the merch store. All right. Also, if you're tuning into this on your audio outlets, get over to YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. That's where all the extra content is. Mm-hmm. And. Super Chat is also enabled for anybody that choose to do so. Now, let's say what's up to everybody in these chats. There you go. There you go. Remo, ciao tutti, forza. You got the job done. Should have been a better result. Stop Bob Yoga, forza di managgia, Maria. And Juve and AJC. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, Luca, what's the holdup? I'll tell you why we didn't kick off because I had to belt out some Jolene. All right, oh, so we always got to kick hilarious. some off with a song, and I pulled that one out of nowhere. <laughs> we loved it. We loved it. Great overall approach in this game. Wish it always like that. Agree a hundred percent with you, Dells. Mm-hmm. Okay, agree a hundred percent. Jat, good afternoon from the UK, Forza Juve. Thank you for joining us, Jat. Everybody, if you could take a second to like the video, it all goes a long way. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's get to it. We're going to quickly just give you the news headlines, and then, of course, we will tackle it in full after we get through the game highlights. Okay, so real quick, just fighting through. In terms of the case and the investigation, Juventus getting the document that's been withheld from them. Now prosecution is trying to get it wiped out completely. Okay, good luck to them. Shouldn't happen, but uh, that's the latest uh, headline. The other thing, big, big one, is Chiesa and Di Maria both avoided injuries, okay? But neither expected to start against Sampdoria on the weekend. Son of a bitch. Now, you have Sandro. Sandro is dealing with something and will be uh, withheld for sure as well. It's nothing serious, but they're expecting him to potentially be out until we return from international break, Okay. So that's the latest on Alex Sandro. Well, now, we'll get to this. Don't we are we'll going to definitely talk about that. We're going to talk about everything. We're going to get to this game again. We kicked things off with the lineups, fellas, and uh, we didn't see anything wrong with the lineup. Uh, there was some calling for shouts for Chiesa to start, whatnot. I think yesterday is a, a good reminder of why he's potentially not starting with what mm-hmm. happened. Everybody highlights, well, it's his opposite knee. Usually that comes from compensating when you're coming back from an injury and whatnot that uh, something like that could go down. I think this was more of just an unfortunate scenario, but 
hey, we got to take it easy with him. Um, there's a couple reasons, and we will get into it when that uh, moment comes up in the game and whatnot in the highlights. But mm-hmm. uh, overall, the lineup, guys, we didn't really see too much with it. Moretti coming in, I said a little bit strange since he hasn't played competitively since coming back, but Fajoli did need a break. And he got 45 in this one. So we were good on lineups, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I had I took a shot at Moretti on from the main during the game about him having a touch of a running rhino. But he he had one bad touch. I was making a joke, everyone was freaking out. It's like, calm down, Francis. I thought Medetti played well in the first half, but we'll get to that. I so it's funny how defensive some fans can be when we're talking about the young players. My God, and I'm a big, big. I've been pushing getting young players integrated to UV for years now. Okay, but I will say this and stand behind it. I believe Medetti would do well and do wonders with alone in Syria, and it's funny because the game hadn't even had a second played on it. And somebody tweeted at me and said, are you going to change your mind about Medetti if he scores today? And I said, one game doesn't change my mind on any player, whether it's Medetti or it's Dusan Vlaovic. One game doesn't, he needs to prove to me for the rest of the season that he is going to have his game translate for us. So far, in my personal opinion, it really hasn't. But he hasn't been terrible though. Like he hasn't been like awful. Terrible. And he's no. been better as a mid salad than yeah. he is as an attacking mid. But his game, his whole claim yeah. to fame from Juve Nexion coming up to us was his attacking midfield prowess. Yeah. Hasn't it. translated. He'll be That's fine. all I'm saying. But he'll be fine. Again, he will be fine. Everyone needs to chill out. He's what 19 years old. It's okay yeah. if he goes out on a loan for a year. Relax. Yeah. It's His okay. brain isn't fully developed yet, it's like okay. Lucas. So now, let's get into the highlights. Man, you could feel this one out of the gate. Yep. The approach, the energy, the tempo, and I was like, "Man, are we gonna gas out quick and just shut her down?" But I gotta say, that was the one big noticeable thing I saw in the first half, and I thought, "Why can't we do this all the time?" Mm-hmm. It was the loose balls that we were getting to and fighting for and just challenging every single one and just swarming Freiburg. We are capable of doing this with the players we have. And this is part the part of me that struggles to believe when people ask, oh, could we do better with another coach or another approach? Or yes, I do believe we can. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of this is the kind of energy you need to play with, especially at home. Now, a minute 30. In we've got Di Maria. He's going to work already. He's down deep. He's Lunch beating pail. this man. Just couldn't latch on to anybody in the cross that came out front. They cleared it out. 12 minutes in. A great ball from Di Maria finds Rabio, who made a beautiful run. He almost squeaks this one through, but to Jeremiah's chagrin there, he doesn't score. Keeper gets okay. laid to it and actually squeaks through and goes across the goal. It was a save because they, they never a showed save. a replay of it. So it was a save that kind of spit under the goalie's leg and then out the other side. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I was kind of frustrated with that one because Dushan was quick to yell at Rabio, why didn't you pass it to me? Instead of running to the ball, he might have been able to get there. I mean, the ball was just rolling. I know. It's, it, and Dushan, we're going to talk about Dushan. Yeah. Hold uh, Dushan. He's definitely going to come up in the post. But, man, a great run from Rabio. Great yeah. Ball from Di Maria. Yep. Waited perfectly. 
And um, yeah, is what it is. Um, frustrations from Omar on Dushan to not follow up and see that one in potentially. Um, 18th minute, Quadrado forces a save uh, on a free kick. Um, hit it rather well, curved around the wall. Goalkeeper uh, Flecken sounds kind of funny. Like when you're trying to avoid swearing in front of your kids, but Flecken makes the stop. Uh, 22nd minute, Sandro has to exit, and Benucci comes in. Um, from what I had seen in the first 20 minutes, I had no concerns with it. Guys? The only concern I had with this one is our medical staff has been very cautious with players that are potentially have injuries, don't let them play. So this one here and the MDS one where he was off for a long time and then he played two games 90 minutes in a row, these are two conundrums I just can't figure out. Like, why would Sandro start? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. It was a weird one. And you called that on the match day live. You actually did say, like, maybe Sandro, you know, I'm. you said you were shocked he's starting because of the yeah. issues that were there and he was being evaluated right to the last second. So yeah, you did have that shout. Omar, uh, any concerns mm -hmm. when Benucci come in? I didn't have any based on our approach and how we were playing. No, for the first 20 minutes, no. It was a question of time of how the game will evolve. Will they take control? Will they have more of the ball? But eventually it wasn't a problem because they barely, you know, could keep an attack going and they were very patient, mostly passing out the back. So no sprints, no fast forward to chase. It was pretty easy, let's say, for Bonucci to slot in into that type of game. Yeah, I had a bigger issue with us use having to use a substitution that early in the game. Yeah, it hurt us later on. Right, that was yeah. my main issue with it. But all in all, I was okay. I was okay. Razzle says that was a great first half to watch. Absolutely, Locatelli with the crippling tackles had one called back. That gave Rabio an opportunity that, my God, that was not a foul. No. Not a foul. No, Nothing not in, in that years. beautiful. Uh, Locatelli, if you look at his heat map in this game, too, my God. Like the whole was, field's going to be red. It was insane. The guy was everywhere. Dell's making a great shout, too, because their captain, Gunter, was rock solid. He had a game. He had a game. I will give credit there, but uh, Locatelli was... Locatelli was incredible. And for those that continue to uh, want to say that he has been a flop or whatnot, I, he is the glue for me in the middle of the pitch for Juventus. I would Simple. say if you have issues with Locatelli, rewatch that game and just watch him. Just keep your eyes on number five. The interceptions, everything that Freiburg mm -hmm. tried to do and whatnot, like he swallowed up and just kept it so we could be on that. Danilo was great at that as well in that game. Those two just alone swallowed everything up from mm -hmm. Freiburg and they just allowed us to be on the throttle. It was oh, huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Locatelli was fantastic. Now, 30th minute corner kick. This was a screamer of a corner from Di Maria. My God. And uh, I think it got onto Bremer way too quick than he expected because he didn't oh, right. get high enough to uh, direct it towards goal, unfortunately. But man, that was an absolute laser. I know. Pe people think that I make excuses for players. I think he might have been thrown off with Rabio jumping in front of him. 
but that's a good point about how I don't think he realized how fast that ball was coming in. The other no. thing too, is he's jostling with the player. Rabio's yeah. free and clear ahead of him, but the player's actually leaning on and jostling with Bremer. And I think yeah. by the time he got clear of his man to make his jump, the ball's yeah. already there. That thing was yeah. a heater. So yeah, he's had, even, even the goalkeeper goal missed it. Even yeah. the goalkeeper oh, yeah. didn't realize how fast it was coming. And I think Ant is right. I think his vision was blocked by Rabio. Yeah. Yeah. He's had two like that this year. Luke and I were talking about yeah. it in the group chat. Three. Dude, Bremer's had at least five I can think of where I'd expect him to bury those headers. Um, but he also he has gets like... up. He gets way, way up. That's why I think that one was just a combination of those you you highlight and the fact it was just a rocket. Absolute rocket. Fair Saying enough. what's up to uh, you, boy 99 from South Africa. Thank you for joining again, my friend. Now, Let's get going here. 45th minute shot from range from Quadrado with his left and Vlaovic just couldn't direct the header from goal. It was good for him to stay on to this rebound, try to get it back on there. Vlaovic had some okay sequences with the ball too, drawing a good peak or free kick scenario just outside the area whatnot. But overall, a lot were felt like uh, we still needed more. We're going to get to halftime um, here. Did anyone else have an issue with that header? Shouldn't he have done more with that? I felt like he should. I don't have done know. More. It's he's come from an angle. It does have a defender inside of him, and he's trying to direct it to goal. It's okay. Oh, I, I had a bit of an issue. It was it's a quick him. bang bang play. He made the decision to try and head it on goal because Flecken was down. He did do an incredible Flecken. job to get back up quick. <laughs> Flecken. Um, he did do a great job to get back up, right, but right. Yep. is what it is. Um, I didn't have a terrible problem. Halftime. 48% possession for Juventus, 11 shots, five on target, one big chance created, zero attempts for Freiburg. Very, very, they did not nothing. upset, but surprised we couldn't be up a goal at least at that half, I must say. I must say. Your guys' thoughts at halftime? Omer? Well, that... I mainly have concerns with uh, Freiburg. Like watching them play, they were very, you know, just their passing wasn't good. They were very they clumsy stunk. in in defense when they tried to play. They they did play their game. Their game is patience, pass out in the back, just pass the time and wait for opportunities. Just didn't work. It worked in our benefit eventually. Uh, you were fine. The, the attitude was fine. I saw some. Some things we don't usually see. You were overloading the area in this early in a game. I think we should have been at least one nil up in half time. But overall, confident wasn't one of those games where you feel the Juve got away easily without conceding a goal here. Yeah, through forty-five minutes, it was obvious I was correct again that Freiburg stinks. You know, you everyone's talked to me about oh we got to watch out for this team. No, they stink, and it was good to see Juventus carry over. A solid 90 minutes from the Roma game, which I obviously I, can't, I know we lost, but we didn't score. But we just continued on, and I think a lot of that has to do with being able to run through with the same lineup. We're getting a lot of consistency in the lineup now, and it's starting to show. Yeah, really wish we had a goal, but I was got to know that first half. Got to know they they stink when they play away at home. It's a different thing, and you already yeah. saw their fans yesterday. That handful that was in the stadium, they were making a lot of noise. Yeah, and so we're we're in for a game on Thursday. Yeah. It's no, gonna we'll be, be it, it's 
it's tighter than it should have been based on what happened this game. And I think that I hope obviously fingers crossed that that doesn't play a part, but I said it before what we should have done to them in this game is make them have to do what we had to do against Atletico in the champions Mm -hmm. league a few years ago. Like it should have been the same scenario. They should have been having to go home wanting some type of a miracle. Um, But 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 even, even in half time, they looked gassed. They look out of breath. They didn't look like they have the power to challenge Juve. I mean, we were first to every rebound outside the area. Uh, Danilo Locatelli were pressing and getting those goals. We, I think they'll be tired on Thursday, too. The other thing is, too, match. is we have to keep note of, which we mentioned on the Match Day Live, they had one guy that's very key for them in terms of attack, uh, Daniel Kofi Correa, that was not there. They had a couple guys that played in that lineup yesterday that were game-time decisions that probably were definitely not at their best. Uh, I think both got subbed off uh, somewhat early for them as well. So it's going to be... It's going to be uh, interesting anyways on Thursday there. But again, we will cover all that as we get closer to it next week. For now, we cover the second half. We kick things off. Fajoli coming in for Moretti, halftime substitute. Zero issues with it. And nothing to do with what uh, Moretti was doing or anything like that. But again, just the fact of uh, uh, Fajoli coming in and maybe helping that attack. Right? I had an issue but it turned out to not be an issue because, and I, I'm going to credit Lucci for this one. I didn't know that the halftime substitution is like a freebie. So you get three during the run of play, but you can have one. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought that substitution was taking away from, so we would only have one in the second half. No. Uh, I didn't really see see the need to take Meretti off. I don't know if that was just because he's coming back from injury. That was just like a precautionary thing. No issue with that change. Yeah, and we need goals. We needed to score, yeah. and yeah, yeah, I don't know if Jolie's. I think. What's that? I think that was the reason he wanted someone who's more overall and with a bit more confidence and can hold the ball and can create space and move into spaces. Miretti wasn't doing that. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't doing that. We yeah. like needed one more Miretti to take full control of this game. Now I will ask you guys this, just real quick, without getting too elaborate and everybody that's in uh, the chat as well did you notice uh, a change from Fajoli to Moretti throughout mm-hmm. the second half yeah a change yeah, in play- our game and our play and what we could do yeah they play different styles they don't play the same they don't have the same qualities I didn't I mean, see a drastic change in didn't the, see a in change? The team play oh. hmm I saw a little bit of a change. I saw a little bit of more, uh, and I think it's just coming from, again, confidence and being comfortable. And I saw Fajoli make a couple plays that I'm certain, I'm quite certain Moretti won't because I don't think he's at that level of comfort where he would take those chances. One was a back heel that sprung us uh, up the right flank and whatnot. Moretti certainly, most certainly would not have attempted that, I don't think. Uh, Meretti, not to say he didn't do anything bad by any means. I didn't see a couple of uh, reads that he made were off uh, in the first half, whatnot. But overall, it was fine. But it's also not pushing us on. It's not surging us on in any way either. He's just kind of, it was okay. But let's get to the second half. And 52nd minute, here it is for us. Kostic with an absolute money cross and... Di Maria says, hey, 
I have no problem if we're going to be crossing the ball in and he gets to it, smashes this thing home with his header. And as always, yet again, big games, Di Maria, hand in hand, water is wet. Say whatever you want. Di Maria mm-hmm. is the guy again. One nil. Fantastic goal. Fantastic. Yeah, I woke goal. up, I woke up to dead with that one again. Yeah. Yeah. Shattering yeah. windows. I was and you know, so Omar and I were talking about this before the in the green room. Omar brought up he can't remember the last time Di Maria scored a head scored a header. Yeah. And I looked up his stats really quick. And I don't know if this includes yesterday or maybe not. He has a total of 136 goals, seven with his head. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. Crazy, eh? Crazy. Absolutely smash that thing off his dome there and uh flecking. Flecken couldn't get to that one. Okay, so one nil for Juve. Hey, keep it going. Keep, keep it going. going. Please. Let's go. Score second. Score second, please. Sixty second. Nope. Some let up after that goal, eh? You can notice a little bit of a dip. A little bit of a dip. Yeah. Always ordinary. Nothing yeah. new. Crazy, eh? Crazy. In a game that uh, that's where you smell blood and push. 62nd mm-hmm. minute, Freiburg gets on the board. Gets on the board, ruled out, okay? Ruled out, handball. He goes and looks at VAR. I want to ask you guys what your thoughts on it when you were watching it. Did you think it was going to get called back, or did you think that it could stand? No. Before we no. get to Arbitro Nick, our friend referee Nick. I think that's an easy call, one of the easiest. I mean, he touches the ball with his hand, and his hand... He didn't touch it with any part of his body other than his hand, and he directed the ball directly to the guy who scored. I forgot his name. I mean, there, there's no second question here. He assisted him with his hand. No way it's not getting... It was almost off. like I, I, put on the, I, I put on the main yesterday. I've seen worse like hand pass in basketball than that. Like that, he Once he extended his hands a little bit and pushed it down, yeah, you're right, Omer. It's, it's pretty obvious. Now... I saw people out there actually saying, what the hell was Tech doing? Really? Really? Karin saves that. One, one sh- he's got to make one save. He faced nothing in that game. Anyways, uh, that's oh, a nice clean guys. sheet for the stats for Tech. Now, listen. On the set piece, the Freiburg player attempts to add the ball down, obviously, to his teammate, uh, who successfully puts the ball into the net. This is from Arbitro Nick. Uh, nobody, including the referee, saw it had hit the Freiburg attacker's hand. Here we are considering if his if his arm is in an unnatural position and if the ball hitting the hand was deliberate. So I believe the key factor here is the position of the arm. His arm is, in fact, outside the silhouette of what is considered a natural arm position, according to IFAB. Other considerations yeah. are the distance the ball traveled to the opponent which in this case was far uh, from a far distance on the free kick. This means he had plenty of time to judge a ball and not play the ball with his arm. The decision to, over the turn, to overturn the goal is supportable. I do believe, though, that we are right on the border here of it being a deliberate or not deliberate handball. And that's what I found interesting because I was the same as all of you. The fact that, oh, easy callback overturn. But apparently, 
according to IFAB and the rules that they're supposed to look on, this is on the borderline and it could have been supportable for him to leave it. And I know that that sounds shocking. This is why I love getting these things from Nick because he gives us exactly what they're telling everyone to look for and whatnot. He says, interestingly enough, IFAB has specific guidelines on a goal being scored imminently after a handball. The law state that if a player scores a goal after receiving the ball from the opponent's hand, the goal stands in this case. It was considered a deliberate handball, which makes this rule not applicable. And an important note, too, he says, the conversation between the ref and VAR is crucial here. Because he says if the referee had seen the ball hit the Freiburg player's arm and judged it to be not deliberate, that VAR would uh, could not have called him to the monitor because he would have seen the handball it's the fact that he didn't see it at all and they brought him over to look at it which is key because uh referee most likely completely missed the ball hidden arm and then this rose to what can be considered a clear and obvious error so which makes yeah. sense because the guy was behind he wouldn't have seen it yeah, yeah to, so it's to be honest it's interesting stuff there though interesting stuff mm -hmm. there as always thank you to uh l'arbitro nick there one day he will be joining us as well so that'll be a uh, great stuff but we go back to 1-0. Honestly, I will just say it right here. The rest of the second half, pretty drab, I must say. Not a whole lot in it uh, either way. Uh, half chances, whatever. But match ends 1-0. Uh, we did have a scary moment in the 66th minute. We had Vlaovic coming out and Kesa coming in. And not too long after that, scary situation with Federico Chiesa. Everybody, I'm sure, Hurt was... My uh, Hurt my heart. Yeah, just... Uh, terrified there of what could have been fortunately enough like it's a good sign that he goes back out there but we're still scared and you're still nervous and then you hear after the game he's going to be evaluated fortunately enough Federico Chiesa has avoided injury okay yeah. and it was the opposite need that he had issues with ACL however that usually is quite common to have problems with your opposite knee because of that compensating for the mm -hmm. one that is injured. But this could have just been one of those scenarios in a game too. It You could see the photo that was shown out there, a little bit of an overextension, maybe a twist. But luckily, all is well. The match ends 1-0. And let's get into it now. A brief review in your well, opinion of this yeah. game. And then we're going to tackle things. Uh, I'll just kick things off with we win. And Wait, we hang get on, the I'll, advantage going I'll, into the oh, second hey. leg. I can't help. I can't hang help. On. But hang feeling on, ooh, like we needed on. a little Have more. On. Did you have a problem with them keeping Kies out there? Potent, uh, kinda, kinda, because I watched him and he seemed to be moving very, very slowly. And I'm like, if you're gonna play it out like that, just get him out. I think, I think the player, I think the player must have said, "I'm good enough just to stand there," because his his one touch back passes were unbelievable. If you Even think back to when it? this happened, he came off to the sideline and then went back in. Good point. That's why that's I was nervous. Point. Yeah. Yeah, fair. that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to go to down to 10 men for 20 minutes. Yeah. It would, it would have been it at worked. least 20, yeah. So he's yeah. grinding it out, but so were we. So were we watching it. Uh, yeah. But luckily, yeah. it's all it's all good. But Sorry yeah, I was kind of concerned. I think a lot of people, because that was sort of divided. People are like, what's he doing out there? Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. But if you could go, I think you it go. was fair to be concerned. Hey, we're always going to be concerned with this guy. Yes, and we've we got a question that we're going to tackle in terms of case and whatnot. But again, okay. overall view for me, just can't be, I, I'm happy for the win. I'm happy for the approach, for the intensity. There was a little bit of let up. I can't help but feel we should have had more to come out of an advantage going into Germany. Um, 12 shots inside the area out of 20. We finished with six on target after having five on target in the first half. So that means we oh. only put one on target in the entire second half of this game. And only two big chances created out of all that play in the opposition's end and 20 shots and 12 inside the area. And that's, uh, for me, this offense continues to be uh, just impotent up front and we need to Just get to it add to going. that, there was five goalkeeper saves total, and two of those saves came from those free kicks from outside the box. So from 12 shots inside the box, he only made three saves. Yeah. That's not Gotta good enough. Got to do better. That's not good enough. But and the team knows that, too. What's but. your guys' review? Are you in the same uh, frame of mind as me? Like, it was good from approach oh intensity, but we should have come out with more goals? Yeah, it's frustrating. We should have had more goals. I wish Juve would have taken more shots from outside the area because Flecken was just fumbling balls all over. I mean, he barely caught them. He mostly, you know, pushed them back into the area. He wasn't consistent. He wasn't in position. And it's bad Juve didn't take advantage of that. Uh, but overall, they tried. I mean, they tried more than, you know, other games or recent games. They had a lot of opportunities. Even Dushan got a few headers from inside the area. I'm just missing some guys there. I mean, if Dushan is there and he's marked and he's pulling everyone out of position, then someone needs to get in that area. And the one time that it did happen, we got a goal. Di Maria just slotted in between defenders. No one challenging him. And I wish they do more of that. That's what I'm missing. That and shots from outside the area because they weren't pressing. I mean, we had a good, some good sequences and we forcefully tried to get into the area instead of just shooting. With Rabio, with Di Maria, with Lucatelli, even with Vlahovic and Chiesa later. So that's what I was expecting and wanting to see. They also pushed too much to the right all game. I mean, Kostic got the assist, yeah, yeah. but Quadrado was on the ball nonstop and he just couldn't yeah. get anything into the area couldn't create any big chance it was just going back for most of the time and everyone had to pull in close to him to help him i wanted them to push more to the left and the one time they did we got a goal so yeah, yeah that's my overall view but we were in control we were obviously the better team and we got the win sometimes it's enough I have nothing to add to that. That was a great recap. The only thing I would question is, when was the last time we had 20 total shots? I think it was a draw. There was it's another been, time we it, did it. There was it another was, time this season we got up there. Um, yeah, I, I think can't a remember couple what game times we got up there in that, but uh, we, just, just, we just got to score. We need to score goals. Enough's enough. Like we've, yeah. we've got to score goals. We've got to figure it out. And if people want to put it to starting Chiesa or not starting Chiesa, I don't think that's a part of it. Again, here's a prime example. When I start to say that the player's execution is a problem and I start to defend Allegri a little bit in this manner, these are the games I'm talking about because mm -hmm. your lineup is not a problem. Your setup is not a problem. You're all over this opponent 
You have got to, it comes down to the players on the pitch and they've got to get the job done and bury these opponents. You can't have 12 opportunities inside the area and only hit target like with half of them. And actually, again, Ant's point, we made three saves out of how we had to, the keeper had to make three saves out of 12 opportunities inside the area. That's not good enough. Like that's not good enough by any means. We have got to, the guys have got to get it done. That's what it comes down to. I was going to say, Ronaldo scores a hat trick yesterday. I was going to say that. So that's the difference that a player like that makes in a game like that. Having said that, and I see the questions in the chat, just going to give you guys a heads up. We're going to save that for the Storm the Barn session. Okay. They're all getting flagged. We'll get to your questions for sure. All right. And uh, now we're going to get to uh, the Stripe Tarts apparel, of course. Merch, Principino, Igobi. It's all 20% off right now in the merch store. Striped Hearts Apparel, man of the match. Everybody in the chat, drop yours. I'm going to give you these numbers real quick just so that uh, you have some type of guidelines. We're going to go with uh, Costich. Match by numbers here. Accurate passes, 12 for 13, 92%. 29 touches, eight passes into the final third. One big chance created. One successful dribble out of one attempts. Accurate crosses, one for two. Obviously, that was his assist. Four recoveries and 67% of his tackles won, which is two out of three. That's Kostic's numbers. Danilo. Danilo, accurate passes, 40 for 45 for 89%. 62 touches, eight passes into the final third. Three chances created. Five recoveries, three interceptions, two clearances, one for one on tackles, one, two headed clearances. Di Maria. Accurate passes, 26 for 39, 67%. 77 touches, seven passes into the final third. Seven out of 11 for 64% successful dribbling. Four for eight on accurate crosses, 50%. Chances created, six. Total shots and accuracy, uh, two and one on goal. And he had the goal. There are your numbers. Are you going to pick one of those three? Are you going to go outside of that, Anthony? Who is your man of the match? Man, when you read those numbers, I, I was leaning. I actually wrote it down. I had I was leaning towards um, Danilo. I thought Danilo had a good game. I thought Bremer had a good game. But man, Di Maria is so good. Like I, goal aside, he was so good yesterday. And I put it on the main twice. Like just I just wrote Di Maria is so good. Like yeah. he was like to Omer's point the last show. He is head and shoulders above everybody on the field now. I didn't have Kostic in there, not because he didn't have a good game, a no. solid game. I had my three were Di Maria, Locatelli, and Danilo. Those were my three to choose from. And uh, I'm going with Di Maria. Yeah, honestly, like it's so close. Good. I think you could pick out of those uh, three and be fine with all three of them. But uh, Di Maria's class is what sees us through. I give the edge to him. Yeah, that's that's always a reminder of what is actually top level when we give players you know saying they're generational and stuff. I mean, when someone is generational, when someone is a cut above and at that world class level, you see it on the field in every game, and that's what Di Maria is. We gotta remember that's what Pogba is on his day when he's healthy, he's one cut above most of the league. Rimmer. Hoping we'll see it uh, earlier. My man of the match. I, I'm kind of torn between Danilo and Locatelli. Yeah. Uh, because they both did great work in retaining the ball, recoveries. I mean, they were everywhere. Uh, I didn't like 
uh, Danilo handing Bonucci the armband when he came on. Fully agree with that. Didn't like that. He started the match as captain. He should end it. Uh, Bonucci Agreed. never gave the armband to Chiellini when he came on and stuff. So didn't like it. But I think I'd give it to Danilo in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thing. I'd never really thought about, you know, giving away the armband and whatnot because another guy subs in and whatnot. And uh, I don't know, but I kind of, I can see, I can see both points, but uh, this season, Danilo is our captain. Like Danilo's our captain this season, because if you're getting pulled from big games, which Benucci was earlier in the season, Danilo's been here the whole way. So, for this particular season, appearances, all that before, whatever, Danilo has been this team's leader and this team's captain. Yeah, I don't think yeah. Manucci's asking for it. I don't think yeah, yeah that, that's, that. that's what I want to highlight. I, I don't know how it happened, so it's not a knock on Benucci. Maybe Danilo just went over and gave it to him. Yeah, I uh, just didn't like it. When someone starts the match as captain, if he's on the field, let him finish it. It's a sign of trust from the club and the team and the regular captain. So what does Danilo have to do to get the hater, the Danilo haters onto his side? I don't know what else he has to do, to be honest. I have no idea. I have no idea. And I will say this. This was really interesting from Danilo in an interview. So Mm -hmm. he said, obviously, he had to make the switch. He had to make the switch and adapt from the right side to the left side. And it was interesting to hear him talk about that because he said, it takes five to 10 minutes when you make the switch from the right to the left to adapt. Yep. And he said, yep. for me, it's silly because if I play as a fullback, I prefer the right side than I do the left. And you can okay. see that on the pitch when he plays. He's better on the right side as a fullback. In my opinion, he has been, but he's serviceable on the left. But he says that. He says it takes five to 10 minutes. I prefer fullback on the right side. In playing in a back three or in in a back three as well. If a two-man partnership and playing center back, then he prefers the left side. I found that really interesting. And again, you could see it in his play too. But even on the left side there, when he had to go there, he had some good moments. He had a little, uh, his version of a midfielder spin 360 there and then springing Quadrado all across on the right side there and Quadrado getting a 1v1. Danilo's been a beauty and an absolute leader through one of the roughest patches for Juve as far as the season is concerned. And I just don't understand the... Uh, I, I don't I, understand the hate. Um, I really, I'm really don't. So uh, again, he's yet again in a discussion for potentially man of the match. Yeah, people people hate everyone. I mean, they hate the best player in the world for for various reasons. Everyone and his own reasons. So I don't see Danilo being any different. Some people will hate him, and the reasons are personal for each one. I mean, people hate Messi, and he's like one of the best ever that we got to no, see. No, but they I hate him. But I think one of the things that really perplexes me almost about this Danilo thing is the fact that we he gives us everything we ask for so it's almost yep. hypocritical of many to hate on him because you're asking for literally all these things that he's giving you but these are prisoners of the moment i mean when we and look just back at the team because he's the one doing so look i hated didn't hate but i didn't like padwin when he's played i thought he was just a level below everyone 
but in hindsight i kind of like him and that's always the deal if zidane played today someone will hate him for i don't know god knows what reason and then in hindsight they all love him and he's a vengeance so wait in five ten years people will look back and say oh we need someone like danilo who has the right spirit and stuff that that shit always happens this comment yeah. right here from b1897 so respect danilo for his contribution and his energy but to be mm -hmm. honest with you he would not be a first team player in some other time and i don't disagree with that but again we are measuring this juventus and Today. this team so Again, those that say he is not Juve caliber, Juve quality, at the moment, he is. He very much so is. And that's what I'm trying to get at is that we are looking back in time to 2014, 2015, whatever, 2018. Those teams are gone. Those players are gone. Now, man. New group. He's big for us right now. He's big for us right now. But I agree at that moment, he would not have been. Absolutely not. But here we are. And you can only measure and gauge what you have in front of you. This season, every season, the faces of these teams changes mm -hmm. and it's it's always changing. And you know what? If we're waiting for those teams of, you know, 2015, BBC, whatever, yeah. we got a long way to go, everybody. A long way, long way to go. I don't. But Danilo, Danilo had a nice comment and. I have it up here, and Luca mentioned it. So this is Danilo talking to uh, Del Piero uh, after the match. He said, I guess Del Piero had some nice things to say about him. So he, he, Danilo's response was, thank you, Capitano, for the nice words. I always try to do my job and help the younger guys because we have lived more than them. Isn't that the truth with me and you idiots? I've lived more than you guys. Start listening up. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. Like <laughs> I've, I've talked to some old people, man, and you know, been 80 years on the planet, and you don't want to know what they have. To so do. we got man of the match out of the Fair way, enough. but now we have to Fair talk enough. about some outside performances. We kind of got into Moretti a bit. I thought it was just an okay mm -hmm. showing for Moretti. Nothing crazy there, but I would expect uh, potentially uh, some minutes for Sampdoria, maybe even uh, the start. Could be said, so we'll have to wait and see there. Vlaovic, let's talk about Dusan Vlaovic. I want to hear everybody and uh, great uh, Dell's getting in the storm the barn already. Get it in, keep getting those storm the barn questions in. We're flagging them all. I will say this for Vlaovic, I want to get everybody's thoughts, everybody in the chat on his performance, and we're going to kick things off with Omar. How did you feel about Dusan Vlaovic's performance in this match? I won't say a lot because I kind of summarized what I think yesterday. So if you want to hear that, go back to yesterday's episode. But it was m more of the same of what I said. He's isolated. He's being surrounded by three center backs. No one is getting into the area. The one time someone did, we got to come Damn, got cut off. Yeah, the hats but blocking the signals, doing... man. <laughs> Yeah, you're good. Happens. Start going. You're good. You're good. You're good yeah, though. You're so... okay. We kind of, yeah, we got it. So again, are you going to put it more on Dushan though, or the system for leaving him isolated? Specifically yesterday, more on Dushan because when stuff doesn't work, you, you mind away. And he did have those rebounds and he did have some good opportunities to make something out of it. But it, it seems like he's very rusty. It seems like his mentality is down in the drain and needs to pick it up. 
but it can get better. I mean, all the strikers, the big strikers across Europe right now are having a tough time. Someone mentioned Erling Holland having like two goals in 13 games. Benzema is not firing. Lewandowski isn't firing. I mean, and we ask a lot from today's strikers and Dushan is no different. So I put it on him yesterday more than Max, but the team has to do more in order to free him and give him the chance because he barely gets shots on goal from, you know, okay angles. Everything he has is just an impossible angle that it's, it's a miracle if he scores that. All right. All right. So that's uh, the, birds. the birds, man. Everybody remembers the birds. Everybody remembers yeah. the birds. Look, no, don't close leaving, the window. No, no, I'm living on low. the countryside, so there are a lot of wildlife. I mean, there's the mountain lion outside my window. Yeah, hopefully a jaguar it's, 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 but... it's not a city. I have a lot of wildlife outside my window. Bless your heart. What, they just watch you while you record the show? Like, you have a lot of wildlife just there? Like, Do you, yeah, like, I'm seed like... on the windowsill? I'm like Snow White. They they always come around when we do. <laughs> oh man. Okay, uh, and Vlaovic. Uh it's hard not to point at the system, but at some point, and I'm gonna Dell's comment is good. He's just a lot of it, he's just in his head now. Like that one time when he was running at a defender who is on a yellow card. And Luca brought this up during the match. We should have been attacking those defenders because I think two or three of the four had yellow cards and we didn't attack them enough in the second half. A guy in a yellow card, you run up and that ball just got away from his feet and he just swiped it away. That one right there is a striker in his own head. Like he's just, I think he's, he got, he has to, he has to break out of it and he, he just needs a goal to do that. I, I'm going to put a, it's a little bit more on him now. Poor yeah. kid, though, man. Like he's only twenty-two or twenty-three, but jeez, his, his positioning he's, is not good for crosses. He's always, uh, uh, you know, a split second late to correct. every cross. Always. That's um, yeah. Like I gotta say, he's usually, I, I don't know. It's just between him and Kostic, you would expect them to be an understanding. Both being Serbian, having the connection, playing nationally together, he's. Dushan's not really in on the same wavelength with that. And that right. surprises me whether a guy's confident or in his head or whatnot. And I think this actually shows more that Dushan is very much so in his own head right now. And he's overthinking things. And I mean, if you look back to the game against uh, Roma, where he tries to thread the needle to Fajoli rather than have a crack top of the area, that is a striker just trying to like he's in his own yeah. head like most strikers in that scenario are going to be like i'm taking the hit right here and nobody would have thought twice about it and there's nope. a guy that's in his head trying to do something that he shouldn't have in that moment when you do things like that when you're going against the higher percentage opportunities of what you should do that's somebody that's in his head yeah and i'm i think like when you look at the chances if you put someone else in there like an Higuain, i mean he gets at least one goal in this game that's why i put in more on dushan because it was more of a striker thing than service thing like you said we had shots on goal we had opportunities we dominated the match more than freiburg so it's utilizing your striker and i don't think we're utilizing him correct based and on I what was think... going on there that game i would expect Dushan Vlaovic or one of our strikers to come out of there with a goal and really take advantage. And uh, I don't know. He also had a 1v1 where he just 
let the ball out in front of him. And it was so easy for saying, the defender yeah. to, it, it's just, and again, that's not necessarily his game running and dribbling, like past guys and whatnot, like it, but you expect him to do a bit better than what we saw. So it's, he did it at Fiorentina though. I just, I, I, and I think we all agree and all three of us agree. We're not giving up on this kid. Like, no. We're not saying no, it's no. time to move on. I think no. that's no. far from the truth. Like, but geez, we need him to look when Dushan Vlaovic was out of the lineup, we weren't banging four or five goals, everybody. Like, we're <laughs> not right. scoring. This team in general is not scoring. What you have is a combination of those that aren't that aren't excelling from the system and those that are in their own heads, unfortunately, because of the price tag, he's on one of those that is getting in his own head because he's got the heat of that price tag, the ex- the expectations, the fact that he's young, and, of course, our system and our play and whatnot is not consistent to what we saw yesterday. We don't get that very often. You know, Let's there's games time, where he's starved for service and whatnot. So it's a combination of everything. And, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Hey, it's going to take a game, but the thing is you can't, you can't stop. You have to keep going to that well Mm -hmm. and you got to find a way to get him more involved and get him going again. This is also up to the coaching because if you can work with him on his holdup play, you can work with him on the rest and get him involved in these games. Okay. But nonetheless, here we are. And uh, Vlaovic is going to be one of those scenarios where we follow right through the season's end. The question is asked though, is he checked out? Does anybody feel like Vlaovic is checked out? No, no. I don't hard. feel no. that way. So, but there are, uh, you know, some fans out there that believe maybe just maybe he's checked out, but they have their fingers crossed saying, I hope so. But I, I, think, I think it's, it's the opposite. Him. I think it's frustration. It's not checked. I don't think he's checked out. I think he's just, he's frustrating. He, he knows he needs to be going for us and he can't do it. It, it's the exact it opposite. Well. It's the exact opposite of being checked out. I think he's too into his head. Like he's too. Yeah. He's he's too checked in. Like he's every little thing, and he's just overthinking everything. Just shoot the damn ball, man. Just and shoot you it. could see it. Keep it Hit simple. It. There's games where he stops his run early, and I say, dude, that's rule number one. Never stop your run. Never like just keep run, it yeah. going. Omar pointed at the uh, the reason in this last one. He stops to complain about Rabio not passing him the ball yet he could have probably followed and completed his run and had a tap-in on the backside. So it's things like that. Right now, mm-hmm. it's all up here. Yep. I'm going to say it's all up there. Chiesa, does anybody have fears about, because this question was asked to us and whatnot, does anybody have fears that Chiesa won't get back to the heights that he was at that season and the Euros and whatnot? Does anybody have that fear? No, I, I don't think I have that fear specifically. He may have to reinvent his game a bit same as del piero did when he got the injury and kind of lost his speed so he changed his game and became a bit more of a passer and you know good in positioning and long shots maybe chiesa will have to do that and excel in these areas a bit more and not only count on his blistering pace and just uh, overall speed and agility uh, which is fine with young players it happens to everyone um, so we may have to do that, but it's too early to say. I mean, he's been back for what a month, healthy after a year out. Yeah, I, I still need to give him more time and see what he can and can do. It's very early to judge. Yeah, 
Yeah, Everybody's just left. got these concerns, right? That, uh, you know, how long recovery for him in comparison to most in this and everything about it. But I think a lot of that is the fear from Juventus because of the investment and how much is riding on Chiesa being our guy. Look, and Ant mentioned it. when Even when he was injured, those little passes, those, those little touches that sent us off on a counter with better players we might have scored in one of them he has that it's yeah. not only pace he has the touch he can still work without sprinting yeah so even that i was impressed with him i didn't think he'd do anything at all after that injury i want to touch on this one adrian rabio so been reported uh several days ago that it is done there will be no uh extension he is going to be moving on the summer and people said Stop playing him. He's going to be checked out, whatever. Not the case. Rabiel's been solid. He had another solid showing yesterday. Um, almost got a goal there early on, like 12 minutes in. Look, I don't think we can afford to sit him, everybody. Do you guys agree with me? Yeah, 100%. He, Who the hell are we going to put in there? Everybody's injured. All, all the hate we gave him all over the years when he wasn't performing, you got to give credit when it's due. He's yeah. killing it right now. Him and Lucatelli are our pivots, our mainstays, are the guys that are locked in to the starting 11. The rest of the midfielders are a question mark, but if Rabio and Lucatelli are available, they're playing and he's doing his job. And another credit, you know, everything we heard about him and his mother, for all the time he's been with us, I mean, he gave it his all and he never caused any issues, and we got to remember mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not checked out. Even though he's leaving, he's giving it all every game. And he's been playing yeah. 90 minutes. He ain't being subbed. He will be subbed on Sunday versus Sampdoria because he's one yellow away from missing Inter. But so you might see a different formation in midfield. But overall, he's doing his job. I mean, we're, I gonna, we're almost there to get to uh, some quick news points that we're going to talk about. The Chiesa fears, though, for those about still potentially injury and not being 100%. This, for me, just further cements the point of sticking with the 3-5-2. Whether, uh, you know, this change for 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1, it cements to me just sticking with 3-5-2. But Di Maria potential renewal. We talked about this a little bit uh uh, ago, probably a couple shows ago, and I said for me, if he's going to stick around for another year, you take that if you're Juventus, 100%. Yep. Um, it was, I said it was a no-brainer. I was challenged by some, saying, why would you pay him that money? It's being reported $6 million, and the latest words from Di Maria himself, he's happy here. He's happy here. He's feeling the love, wants to stay. This is not a bad thing for Juventus, everybody. Even at that wage, whatnot, absolutely not. I think this is a no-brainer, and you keep them around. Anything to add to that, boys? Well, especially if you if you're obviously we're saving what's Rabio at seven right now. So there you go. There's you know there's a wash there. Then that extra million or two for for another young player. Yeah, it's <laughs> at, yeah. There question. you go. So sign that review right now. He is huge. He is clutch, no and he shows up when we need him most. Um, and we it, get the benefit of the contract signing the second yes. year contract. It actually costs less money than yes. having him for now, one year. News tidbits. Okay, we will say congratulations to Manuel Locatelli, who has become a father, having a son. Theo, this morning. Um, hey, let's go, Manuel. 
protein, protein. Let's get this kid fed milk. Let's go. We need fullbacks. Maybe your kid will be a fullback. Let's go. Remember the name. Congratulations to Manuel Locatelli. Yeah, congratulations on the kid. We got a game on Sunday. Yeah, let's go. Head in it. Come on. He's not playing. Now, prosecution trying to get that card wiped out. Again, for people, we're just going to quickly recap the news for those of you who might have just been joining us uh, mid-show. Again, Prosecutors trying to wipe out this document that UVA has finally got in their possession to, uh, again, get uh, this wiped out, which could be the key for Juventus to uh, make everything null and void. Prosecution now trying to wipe this thing out, which was obviously uh, communication from Kovisoc and the prosecutors. Again, don't expect that thing to get wiped out. Chiesa, Di Maria, all good on their valuations. Alexandro... Uh, probably going to be back after international break. Pogba potentially will be starting against Sampdoria. Other news, Keenan Yildiz potentially in for Sampdoria. Not starting, but on that squad list and potentially getting some minutes. So there you have it on some news breaks. We can. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to touch to, Anth or Omar, on the news breaks before we get into Storm the Barn? Uh, I... Wanted to shout out Lucci here because he put out a tweet for Sunday's lineup. I don't know if you want to give a quick look at that or no. I know you don't want to give Lucci credit for anything. But this is who he had potentially starting for Sunday. Pedin, Bremer, Rugani, Danilo. Makes sure. sense. Quadrado, Pogba, Locatelli, Maretti, Kostic. Sure. Sule and Vlaovic. Sure. So Thursday's a think... big one. We've only got a one goal advantage. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I think we were talking about this in uh, in the group chat this morning. Going to be a lot of turnover on the weekend. Ealing Jr. Kostic probably needs a rest. Yeah, we, banging minutes. we have a lot of question marks. Like who will it's be gonna available. It's going to clear itself out. Um, yeah, we, we have to wait and see. I mean, shit, it's Friday. So but, not but a lot of time. Add... Not a lot of news you're going to be getting in the next couple days. It's going to be pretty damn close but i will add that odero is out injured in training for some yes. so he won't be in goal either a very young one or a very old keeper uh, and they are the worst team in the league i mean by far they're performing stiff. awful it yeah. should be a game that we win w- even with our makeshift team yeah now you were saying that look probably not going to play because he had a kid but i think four no not because he had a kid oh because Somebody he needs saying, him for Frankfurt, for uh, Freiburg again. Maybe he'll play like one half or uh, get in a late substitute, but I don't think he'll start the match because he gave in one hell of a shift yesterday. I mean, there's a risk there of playing. So maybe Sunday. Enzo starts. I don't think Paredes starts. I don't maybe know. Enzo, it's, maybe Enzo. It's too, it's too soon. Yeah. We're gonna, there's, there'll be more that's unlocked uh, potentially in a few hours here no, as game, well. Man. And then, of course, uh, hey, tomorrow. We'll know way more tomorrow on this one but it there's going to be a lot of speculation on what he can do but you will see turnover for sure as to how much uh tough to nail i just seeing this now oh please rabbi only started playing regardless of why he started playing this season it doesn't take away from the simple fact he's been one of our best showing no effort for months not this season not this season that's for damn is that lou that's i think this is lou's burner but anyways look (laughs) 
It doesn't matter. There's no contract on the table anymore, yet he continues to play on. That's the point. And continues to be one of our best in the middle. Hey, relax. He'll go away. And if you want to see him gone, you're going to see that soon. So take it easy. Yeah, take, take it easy, it Lou. easy, everybody. My State God, account, relax. Yeah. We won yesterday. We got to win on Thursday. Thursday's the big one now. Important. The media is having a debate. What's the reason for Vlaovic's downfall? Is it Allegri? Also, oh, yeah. we've got into this and we've got into it horse. a little more on the past show. We talked a little bit about it today. It's a combination of both for me. Um, oh. That's what it is. And it's kind of silly to say that it's only one or the other, if you ask me. Um, not that everybody can't have their own opinion or whatnot, but it's for the simple fact that Coaches help players, and there's a million examples you can look from. Look at Lukaku with Conte. Look at Lukaku without whatever. Look at certain players. Look at the Azzurri side Conte had uh, that he took. Uh, Jacarini was going to the Hall of Fame. Look, coach very much influences and in how they play and their style very much has an influence on players. However, mm -hmm. this is also a player needs to execute, and there's moments where Dushan's execution is letting him down as well and we talked about the fact today that it's in his head it's a combination of both make no mistake about it do you guys have anything to add other than it is both yeah we got we got to remember we're not playing against ai's every team has their system and their defenders and they're working on ways to shut down our main outlets and our strikers i mean it's a tough ask for both it's not just place them there and it will be fine and gotta remember that they don't treat these teams because that's what got us in, in all of those losses that we had this season. Don't treat these teams like they're just something below us, and we should easily walk all over them. We should prepare for each match, Dushan included. Yeah, but they do stink. Now, how do you guys feel about who's taking free kicks in dangerous positions? We don't have a designated taker. It seems is that good or bad? <clears throat> well, I feel like we do because Di Maria yeah. will be over all of them. Vlaovic, we saw him take one uh, yesterday, and then you've got Quadrado, and I think Quadrado took those that were on the that's right. Our, the, the goalkeeper's right, right side, Flecken's yep. right side, our left. But Flecken. could we mix it up a bit? Um, sure, but I'm absolutely fine with Di Maria being involved in around all of them and making the final say as to what he does. Like when we saw him end up back healing one to Danilo who smashed it in the net or sometimes crossing it in or sometimes having to go himself. As long as he's around them, I'm okay with it. And Cuadrado's free kicks are not bad by any means. So uh, he hit the post against Roma. That was a really good free kick. He's not bad at them. So I don't really have a problem per se. If we were on the opposite side, I would like to see Dushan step over some more of them because it yeah. could be a confidence builder for him because he can hit them well. And if he finds a goal through that, it could be something that helps spark him to get past this kind of... He did uh, have one. Feel. He did have one in this match. He did have one. I said out. he took one, and he took one mm -hmm. from the center. It, it was nothing to it. A very routine save for the keeper, but... The only alarming thing here is that all of our guys who know how to take free kicks are left-footed. I think we have a bit of a problem on the right. Because you mentioned Quadrado, but I think Quadrado is just super predictable i mean i we all knew he was going to take that shot to the same corner i don't think he has you know the ability to shoot it far and keep the the keeper guessing 
that was a clear top corner on the left. And the rest, Milik. Milik is great at free kicks. All yeah, over his career. Yeah, but he's left-footed. Again, one who's yeah. left-footed. Dushan, Di Maria. Those are the guys we have right now. So corners on the right. Uh, free kicks on the left side for a right, uh, right leg player. I prefer they cross them. We are very good in the air. That's yeah. evident. We have Do you know who's a good right-footed free kick taker? Who? Who's decent at them? Very Benucci. decent? Rovella. Benucci. Rovella. Yeah. And Benucci's a good show too. He's only ben- taken like a few because we have always had designated guys, but Benucci's okay at them as well. Yeah, when it comes to when it comes to designated takers, you can how quickly those guys stepped over the ball. Quadrado's taking him here. Vlavich's taking him here. Dimari, I think they have their designated shooters from certain positions. So, yeah, but I think Di Maria should have the final say on Correct. everything there, yeah. regardless of Quadrado's time with us or anything. I really think Di Maria's got to be the one making the call because just if he's going to choose to cross it in or whatnot, he made that call to, hey, I'm going to roll it back to Danilo, smash it in. Like, let that guy's mind and class uh, be at work. Now, speaking of Quadrado, should Quadrado get one more year? Go. No. No, I I think think it's evident this season. I'm going to have to wait till the end of the year. We have Cambiasso coming back, and he's killing it on both sides for Bologna. I mean, there's just no need. And out of all the guys that are supposed to leave, and we heard about trying to renew the contract and stuff, Quadrado, we didn't hear anything about it. I mean, I think it's settled. He's out. My only issue is how much are we going to be able to do financially this summer? How much movements can we make? That's why I want to wait because he may be the extending him for a year may be the only option we have. So I don't know. I, would you I okay if you, if you if would you rather have him coming off the bench or Deshilu coming off the bench to replace your right wing player? I but this is just matter. it though. If Depending you're already handcuffed to having one of those guys, why handcuff yourself some more and add another to it? So Fair for enough. me, it's just like no, you you can't. And his play, his Hasn't play is fine from a defensive aspect, but it's not. It, I feel like we would be okay even without. For me, there's there's not enough there to his play. He's lost more than a step in the final third, which was the saving grace for him. That was his go to. That's what he yep. had his ace up his sleeve, like. Hey, I can dominate one v ones and create chances and bang goals and whatnot. That's faded a lot. So and I to that just point, don't see enough to back keeping him for a year. To that point, he had one during the game yesterday, and he didn't get over fast to, fast enough to Dusan, and Dusan was pissed. I thought he was going to rip the mesh off the back of the net. Yeah. No, gotta be quicker. And he once again tried blasting the ball across the goal just when I was on the that other too. side. <laughs> yep. yep. I mean, it happens too much. I, I, I'm, uh, I don't see enough there to have to keep him around if we're already handcuffed, like we said, with another guy. So, kind of is one Fair of those enough. things. Now, where do you rank our squad against the rest in Syria? Personally, I think we have the best overall. If we're looking at a roster, our roster, do we have the best squad in Syria? Well, squad, like if you're just looking at 
players on paper, but if you look on the field, how they play with each other, we're the second best team in the league. But we just can't score. But our roster is our roster the best in Syria? No. No, I don't think so. Which second roster th- would you put ahead of ours? Well, obviously Napoli's. Uh, but th- there's a way of. of but we're not talking about judgment. results. We're talking about rosters no on results. paper. On paper, Napoli has a better roster. They have better wingers. They have better striker. They they have a far better midfield working together. Their defense isn't leaky. They have leaders all across. I mean, they have a better squad right now. It could change. They could lose a lot of these players next year. But um, I think but that's based on play, though. Because on yeah. paper, you can't tell me those guys. Nobody even knew a Laboka, what a Laboka was. Everybody thought it was like a drink or something. Like nobody knew these guys. So on paper, we're talking about our team on theirs. Nobody went into the season even thinking Napoli would be top four. But are we subjective? I did not. Like nobody uh, thought that. I'm thinking that this is, this is people not being able to separate the results of what Napoli's doing from what's actually on paper, because I'm telling you, on paper, I would not say they are the best squad on paper. I can't do it. I can't do I, it. But we also have bias towards our players, and sometimes we think they are better than what they actually are. Maybe we see those players and think we have a world beater here, but the truth is we had a lot of those guys, and they're not here, and we thought Demerol was going the to truth be one is, of the best. They have defenders. a lot of good players, but I can't put them miles above the rest in terms of... I can't do it. Di Lorenzo is good and does his job, but he's not world beater. Mario Rui still plays a shit ton for these guys. The guy's a toilet. Politano, Lozano, like, I don't know, man. It's. I think we have a better Zelensky roster. is great. I like Zelensky. I think he's a solid midfielder. The other midfielders have proven to be solid. But physically, on paper... That high up, they're no like their roster does not match how high they are up in the table. If you ask me personally, Osiman's gone off completely, and he's proven look, to be I, like an absolute. The way, the way to do it is look at all the teams above you in the league. Let's say we're second now, and who, which one of your players start for that team? So defensively, I think it's Bremer. In midfield, maybe Lukatelli instead of Lobotka. Angisa and, Lob- and Zielinski stay. Di Maria or Chiesa on the right. No you don't think is... when fit Paul Pogba starts over one of their midfielders? I don't know. He hasn't played in such a long time. It's, it's not a fair judgment to make. Because, uh, again, Pogba. we're going off... If, if you're going pure quality and not taken away, just on paper. We're talking on paper here. Where are Because what the point of this question is... Is to see if we're underachieving or if we're just being right where we should be. On think, paper, Pogba starts, no be. question. No I question. I think we are where we should be. I I also need to say that Inter has a good roster. They're not performing, which is different, but they do have a good roster. They do have some players there who knock our players out of the field. But, that, but that's I, being looking overall. In the league, you know, putting my Juve agenda aside, just as a football fan, ask me the same questions about a different league where I'm not a fan of one of the teams and I'll make the same calculations. I need to see Pogba 
play because I remember a phenomenal Pogba from Juve, but it's been what six, seven years. I don't know if Here's United's Pogba is better than Napoli's midfield. But to the point of the question again, if you take away what you've seen and knowing what you see at the start of the year, would you have taken Osman or Vlaovic? Are you going to uh, take a Politano or a Lozano or an Elmas over Di Maria? No. But he asked us now. He didn't ask us what we thought in the beginning of the season. Now, that's but my it's opinion. It's the question of our squad on paper, our rank, where it's ranking our squad. You have to take what's played out out of the equation. So I don't think go we back have a to the start roster. of the year if that helps you. On paper, where do you rank our squad in Serie A? I had us Second. first and Napoli fifth. There you go. Second. Based on what I've seen, second. Beginning of the season, no, you second too, but not to Napoli. Omar, you're killing me, man. Not what you've seen. It's okay. It's okay. Dell's moving on. Ranked so... the best shit disturber last year in the AJC Awards. He won that award. He's done it yet again. But on paper, I'm with you, Ant. Make no mistake about it. Even if we have gaps in our roster here and there, we're amongst the top. And you can make the argument that we should have been vying for it. And all of us thought we would be vying for it. So again, again, is what it is. And again, it's not overrating our guys. If you went into this season on paper, if you went into the season on paper, there's no way you would have thought we would have got off to the start and play it. Things play out differently. That's why we play the games. I but think- now all of a sudden everybody's, because of what they've achieved, and now they've earned that, Napoli, okay? Now they've earned that. But make no mistake, none of you called that at the start of the year. Don't give me that. I don't want to hear that. And that's what's relating to ranking okay. squad on paper. So at the if beginning you're going to rank season, our squad now, it's going on form, which is completely different. So on paper, at the beginning of the season, I think Inter has the best roster in the league. I would have probably challenged that, but that's okay. I don't think we have the best. I would say they, I would, I had interrupt there for sure. For sure. But again, this is why form plays a big part, a huge part, but nobody saw what Napoli's doing coming. No, if I'm answering it right now, Napoli beginning of the season inter, I think we solidified ourselves in second place. Knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time, would you have redeemed Alvaro Morata? Oh, that's one for Tony. He likes his Morata. No, because it, what was it like thirty-eight million? And we already bought Vlaovic and Keen. Right? And Keane was was going to be the the number still wouldn't have worked. I don't know how you would have financially we wouldn't have been able to make it work. So. If we could have made it work financially, oh, yeah, 100%. What are we even talking about here? I don't even know how he's doing. I have no idea if he even plays. Not a clue. Relatively fine. Uh, I I don't think – I was saying we probably shouldn't. There was a case for it that could have been made, but for me it was a no. No. No, Milik Milik has been – And Milik caught me off guard too because I didn't think he was going to push the needle very much, but – to his credit, it's been, been right. uh, yeah. I think that's that's what it shows that Morata is someone who's replaceable. 
and I probably wouldn't have signed him for 30 when we got Milik for loan seven. and 8 million, 7. It's an upgrade. You get one UV player that's coming in from Proto to secure on a lifetime contract. Who do you choose? Right now? Wait, like wait, wait, of... wait. One UV, like we have to pick a lifetime contract from one of our current players? Yeah, yeah. That's what I get from it. Or is it like a player current roster? No, I'll just, take, just get, pick current roster. <clears throat> yeah, okay, yeah, who do you give a lifetime that. contract to on our current roster? I saw that question, so I have an answer ready. I give it to Lucatelli right now. It's not a bad call. I'd say Chiesa. Jeez. It's because of the injury that I yeah. wouldn't give Chiesa a lifetime contract. At his role in attack, I mean, it's a difficult one to call. Usually, these are defenders or, yeah, defenders. If you have someone who's banging, maybe I don't know, maybe Bremer. Maybe Bremer to call it. Maybe I'd say Kiesa. Factoring in, yeah, like I would like to say, based on age and everything, Fajoli, but he hasn't shown enough in terms of the performances to like garnish that Locatelli is definitely in there amongst the ranks. Chiesa. We just are so far detached from what Chiesa can actually do. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. But uh, I have no doubts in Federico Chiesa. And I believe we, it's our duty to bring out the fucking best Federico Chiesa. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give yeah. Chiesa the lifetime contract. I'm giving him the lifetime contract. It's uh, that's on that's on us, there, man. Kiesa's uh, mm -hmm. he's an absolute gem. Yeah, we can easily give it to him. I mean, Lucatelli is just because I've seen him play for most of the two past seasons. But Jolie, it's just too early to call. Half a season is not enough. Now we're gonna get Luca's question in here even though he asks uh off uh the cup questions here what brand of alcoholic liquid is omar ruining his liver with this evening so you have your party there you got your hat on uh what's your choice uh tonight sir usually beer and tequila and you know shots of tequila but beer as a drink but i think i'll start off with the uh, gin and okay, early on you. and then move on to beers later it's an open bar and they have everything so i can pick anything i want and you know how it is when you go out drinking you just yeah i'm gonna have only tequila and only beer and then someone starts well you're stopping. doing it in the right order because beer before liquor never been sicker but like before beer you're in the clear so, when i have never drink, someone comes in and offers some buka you can't say no i mean that's how it works for me yeah, I have never gotten ready for a party and said, ooh, tequila tonight. Never in my life. Oh, I love tequila. So good for you. Maybe I just had yeah. shit tequila, but... Yeah, no we used to have designated tequila nights. Yeah. And, and someone asked if my... I got stuff hat, to do, man. If it's hard to balance my hat. So, yeah, it is. I mean, there's not a lot of room here. So I can't put it all the way on my head. So it just falls off to the side. Nice. All right, bourbon. I can't believe you wore that hat whiskey the show. on the rocks for Dells. That would explain why he's such a shit disturber with the questions and raising the. There you go. Hey, cheers to you. Now I have a question for everybody on the chat and uh, you guys as well. 
who has been because this was brought up to who's been the biggest surprise player for you at Juve this year? Who are you going to give biggest surprise to? I think, I mean, the youngsters, obviously, but to be honest, Danilo. I mean, he really stepped up, something we didn't expect. In a way, we didn't expect as a leader, uh, you know, standing in front of the curva and apologizing for losses. That's something I, I never saw coming from Danilo. Yeah, that's a good show. That's a good show. So uh, the the higher ones were obviously uh, Milik, Danilo, Fajoli, whatnot. So Ant, who were you? Yeah, I, I, I knew Milik would be all right. I knew Di Maria would be all right. Uh, Fajoli was an easy one because I... At the beginning of the year, I just hated all the youngsters. So apparently, uh, I'm going to give it to Sandro because Sandro has not been a problem this year. Everyone was like, "Oh God, another year with Sandro." You can honestly say that Sandro hasn't been. Tell me, Sandro's been a problem this year? He's been a the biggest surprise for me at left back. Yes, he has with, with no. his back three. He has but is not being surprise. a problem make him the biggest surprise? Yes, really, because he hasn't been a problem. For a guy that shitted on all the young players, you're not going to give props to Fajoli. Nope. I'm going to give it to Sandro. <laughs> you, sir, okay. are a so you So you expected yeah. a lot less from him. That's what I'm getting. Oh, yeah. Like the expectation to actual is like, yeah. So, yeah. And, and given it, Milik is also a great shout. I was going to give it to Milik for me because I thought that was going to be a move that we saw absolutely nothing out of, um, you know, but uh, Milik for me, Fajoli, hey, I've been pushing young guys. Like me and Ant got, got into it all the time on young players. So Fajoli, that doesn't really surprise me any. Um, Meretti getting into it, I'm actually surprised that both of those guys stuck around from uh, – roster standpoint and that we didn't loan one of them out we were hearing reports it could have been either one leading into the season then we got both of them which was great but in terms of play and what they bring to the team everything i think fajoli is very much in there but i had expectations of fajoli milik milik's the one that surprised me a lot with how much he influences in the play and how involved he can get even when we were struggling in our play Naveen's got Rabio for a shout, which is, hey, he's up there too for a surprise because uh, he's been one of our he's been one of our best players this year. Now I wouldn't say Kostic because I think Kostic came in with the expectation of this guy's gonna be whipping in a lot of crosses, getting a lot of assists, and I think he's lived up to pretty much where we expected yeah, him. Yeah, he's to. got two goals, ten assists so far in uh, all comps. I'm pretty sure, and pretty much where we thought he was gonna be. Yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah, Perrin. Dells is throwing Perrin for honorable mention for a big surprise. I've always liked Perrin. Yeah, no. I think and I've been. always looked at this as Juve having two number ones. So yeah. I don't, I'm not surprised by Perrin. No. I, I just couldn't imagine how important Danilo will become for this team. I thought it'll be Fair just enough. Danilo's a great show. Man. Great show. And that's why it's someone that not even exceeded expectations, someone that. Yeah, made you feel differently about him after after the yeah. season has gone. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. everybody, unless you've got some more store in the barn, I'm going to leave this up to these fellas right here. Do you guys have any questions or anything we did not get to that you want to as we get ready to say goodbye? 
Are and you going to be listening to Jolene today on, uh, on Jolene. Spotify? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I got to say, for not warming up the pipes, I was fucking spot on. It was, it was on quite impressive. Spot on in the green room. It was money. Now, everybody, Omar, enjoy yourself. Be safe tonight. All right, brother. Mm-hmm. Beautiful hat. Okay. Great job by both of you today. Guys in the chat, the questions, phenomenal. Dells, as always, sparking up a little bit of a heated discussion. I love it. Mm-hmm. Everybody. We'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. Daily update video Sunday. We're right back at it. Okay. That is going to be match day live. Now, keep in mind, we have a time change where we are at. So it's actually going to be an hour early for anybody that's over in Europe and everything like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Stay tuned. Just set the notifications on. All right. And it's like that for two weeks before you take off. And uh, again, be back tomorrow. We've got the victory. We still have to see it out and we'll be going to Germany next week and hopefully the lads get the job done but we've got Sampdoria next and we expect rotation and potentially minutes mm-hmm. for Keenan Gildas all right but big news and- Chiesa avoiding injury Di Maria avoiding injury Di Maria potentially renewing with Juventus so a lot of stuff we'll keep you in the mix on everything again and we have Inter in mind away, which is super important and super tough match considering we get the 15 points back. Inter in mind, even against Freiburg, uh, we got to look forward to it. One this game at a time, Omar. One game, yeah. one step at a time. We got a long way to go, everybody, and we're going to be there every step of the way. And again, thank you, everybody, today. I hope you all have a great weekend. We will see you live Sunday morning, all right? And I will be doing a watch-along for Sampdoria, all right? Until next time, fino alla fine, forza Juve. Ciao tutti. Have a great weekend. Yeah.